You're listening to the Moon Griffon Show podcast on kpel965.com. I'm Hannah Como, and I'm here with my husband, Brandon. We are so passionate about helping marriages grow and succeed. And as a licensed marriage and family therapist, I know the importance of investing in your relationship. We believe that a good marriage is the foundation of a healthy family. We also understand that marriage is hard and the challenges that we face in today's society are different from those of the past. Our goal is to help you navigate those changes and to gain the skills to build a better marriage together. Listen in weekly to The Modern Marriage to help you create the marriage you have always wanted. Sunday evenings from 5 to 6 p.m. here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. He's still number one. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. Obviously, former President Trump remains atop the Fox News power rankings, just out with 60% support among Republicans in a recent Fox News poll. A few of his challengers way back are on the rise. Vivek Ramaswamy moves up to third after Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Nikki Haley moves up to fourth. The former U.S. ambassador to the U.N. was critical of President Biden's speech yesterday, telling Fox... China sees us as an enemy. They've been preparing for war with us for years, and that's what you're going to do? You're going to talk about climate change and the fact that they're a competitor? The Chinese had to be celebrating. I mean, and they're laughing at us. Senator Tim Scott falls from third to fifth in the Fox power rankings. President Biden will meet at the U.N. today with Israel's prime minister. While right now, Ukraine's president, Volodymyr Zelensky, will address the U.N. Security Council wanting Russia punished for its invasion. House Republicans are about to start questioning Attorney General Merrick Garland. Congressman Andy Biggs tells Fox. The place that you're going to see most of us start is the David Weiss investigation of Hunter Biden and whether that Merrick Garland was interfering with that. Weiss is the special counsel investigating Hunter Biden's taxes and his House Republicans have an impeachment inquiry into the president's alleged role in his son's overseas business dealings. Republicans believe there's a dual system of justice and the first son has received preferential treatment. For example, his plea deal, which eventually fell apart. Hunter Biden was indicted late last week on federal gun charges. Garland will likely mention that to distance himself from the investigation show that DOJ is not playing favorites. We do have part of his opening statement. It says, but singling out individual career public servants who are just doing their jobs is dangerous, particularly at a time of increased threats to the safety of public servants and their families. We will not be intimidated. Fox's David Spence at the Capitol, where House Republicans are trying to work out their plan to keep the government funded and open through October. Some conservatives oppose that, pushing for big spending cuts that Senate Democrats Democrats oppose. America's listening to Fox News. Consumer Cellular's award-winning customer support is 100% based in the U.S. And you are 100% based in the U.S. That's something you have in common with Consumer Cellular's customer service. Consumer Cellular's customer service likes pizza. And you like pizza. You want a free month of service, and we want to give you one. We obviously can't wait to hear from you. Visit ConsumerCellular.com slash free month and enter code free month to get your second month free. Consumer Cellular. When freedom calls, we're here to answer. Promotion is subject to terms and conditions. Jesse Kelly here. Do you feel protected? My personal protection plan is owning gold. The Oxford Gold Group helps you buy gold to have on hand or convert it into your 401k. If things get weird, I have gold on hand. I like that. You can buy coins or convert part of your 401k with the Oxford Gold Group. It's easy and safe. 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-GOLD. News Talk 96.5 KPL, Bro Bridge, Lafayette. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Studios online at matthew-james.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
It's time to win cash. Get your KPL News apps ready because here's your chance to win up to $30,000. Just enter the following code into your KPL News app where it says win cash and make sure you listen for more codes throughout the day because the more codes you enter, the better your chances. Here is your next code. Your code for this hour is 607. That's 607. Dino's Pizza Like No Other, family-owned and operated restaurant in the Acadiana area serving the highest quality pizza on their signature crispy cracker-like crust. Make Dino's Pizza a part of your family traditions. Two locations, Bertrand and Collie Saloon. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. Hey, hello. Welcome, Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us as we rock and roll. All righty. We are lined up today. It is hump day for all you folks looking for the weekend. Tomorrow we will be in Pineville, the Ellicott area with KSYL. Uh, our friends at Center Broadcasting, we will be uh, on the campus of Louisiana Christian University for a couple hours. And uh, looking forward to it. Actually, my son, who's a, who's a pastor, is actually... Uh, one of the guys that's preaching for the next two or three days. And so I ran into him, and he told me about that. But I think that, I think it's all been coordinated. Okay, so they're not going to let me get up there and preach, and I don't understand that. But anyway, it's great to have you with us. 844-766-6607. It is a Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management hotline. Let's jump gears right off. Uh, it's, it's, it's an honor. I've always got this gentleman on. Uh, and the good thing about Dan, you can agree or disagree, but it's okay because we agree on a lot. Uh, his name is Daniel Erspoma. He, of course, CEO of the Pelican Institute. Daniel, good to see you, bro. Hey, it's good to be here, you know, actually, in person. You're you're one of the uh, one groups. You know, they got this group and that group, but I'm naming a bunch of them. And I always said most of those groups are political groups. They're just trying to run. You guys have actually out there 100%. Y'all got staff. Y'all loaded up trying to make a difference in Louisiana. That's yeah. that, that's probably the nicest compliment I can give you and your staff. And I've gotten to know them. Yeah. You guys are out there. You're trying to work with the lawmakers. I know when you come on my program, some of them probably cringe. That's okay. <laughs> uh, it's like I said, Daniel comes on my show for entertainment value anyway. <laughs> but we do have an audience, so that, that kind of good. Uh, anyway, right. good to see you, bro. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. That's very kind. No, you uh, – okay, so let's talk about what y'all breaking out right now. Uh-huh. Uh Tell us what's going on. How can people find out about you and all that stuff? That's right. So today, in fact, hot off the presses, if you want to go, pelicanpolicy.org, our big, long-awaited tax plan. So the question everyone's been talking about, we've talked about tax reform. You and I talked about. And you rose my taxes. Raised my taxes last time. (laughs) forward. No, go ahead, brother. And this is, it's time. You know, we've we've said if if we're going to turn Louisiana around, right, we've talked a lot about writing Louisiana's comeback story. We've got to do something big on taxes. It's time. It's the the time for steps step forward. Step in the right direction. Step in the right, step direction, in the right which direction. Is the words I hate. That's right. This is a bigger than a step in the right direction. This is. So let me give you the top lines okay. of it. Um, so it starts with this is a plan to phase out the personal income tax to simplify. See, Mark, why I like this guy. <laughs> That's right. 
Go ahead. Simplify the tax code and really transform it, right? Uh, we have one of, as we've talked about before, the most complex, uh, antiquated. This is, you know, a relic really from Huey Long's system of government uh, that is driving businesses and families out of the state. And so if we're going to fix this, look at the states around us who are succeeding. Texas, Florida, Tennessee, they have no personal income tax. They have simple uh, business taxes. We're one of only three states in the country to have a corporate uh, a corporate income tax, a franchise tax, and an inventory tax, right? These are, we are as punishing as we possibly can be. So here's how we do it. We start immediately, we call it our kickstart plan to flatten the personal and corporate income taxes. First step is simplicity, right? So what we what we want to do, and by the way, we've we hired an economic modeling firm to come in and tell us, what does this mean for the economy, right? Because here's the problem. We talk about what is good for government, that's the wrong question to ask. By the way, now you sound like me. That's I just right. said, uh, we always worry about what's for, what about the people? Yeah. What about the businesses? The, the question yeah. is, what is the right policy for our families and our job creators? So this plan, just the first step of it, just simplification and flattening, before we phase the rest of it out, uh, that 4,000 new jobs and a billion dollars of new economic activity in the first year alone. Wow. So we're talking about real benefit for Louisiana families and workers. And that's just the start. You know, you really look at, so what this does, what the, the second part of it is putting a real expenditure limit. So you and I talked at great length over the last several months about the budget and this nonsense fight. We spend every penny we have. If we can control the growth of spending by just population and inflation, so sure, we can spend more. If we've got more people, we've got more people to serve. More taxpayers, by the way, funding that government. And we can spend more to keep up with inflation. I think both of those things are fair. But if we can control it just to that, Within at least seven years, we can phase out the personal income tax without replacing it with another tax and without big, complicated cuts to government. We could talk about those things to make it faster, but this is a plan to get the income tax off our books once and for all, to control the growth of spending, and to free businesses and families. Okay, if a guy like me said, I'd like to do it quicker, I'm guessing your answer is going to be, look, you would like to do it quicker, too. Yeah, absolutely. But you don't want them to come back and say, if we do it quick, we got to add another tax. How do you get you? Because that's the main thing to media and people. Well, how do you get, how do you replace the tax? I don't never look at it like that's that. That's right. I look at it as, how does it benefit the middle class and the working families of the state of Louisiana? That's why I was asking on the seven years. Because, in, uh, give me an example. Yeah. Texas just voted to raise raised their homestead exemption from 40000 to 100000 yeah. because people were talking about the property tax so high. So they're so far ahead of us. And in seven years, will they do something else to be even further? You, you see what I'm saying? Seven, I'm not arguing with you on yeah. the time because I hadn't got to look at the whole plan. Yeah. But you see what I'm concerned about? No, I, look. We're catching up to these states. We can't, we can't say, hey, come to us, y'all. We're working that way. We got to say, come to us because we're tied with them. We can do the same things they do. You, you get what I'm yeah, saying? No, I, I hear you. Let, let me give you one piece of encouragement. We asked, uh, so there's this group called the Tax Foundation, right, that well, ranks everybody, fair. right? We, we, we do this. So we asked them, here's, here's our plan. So tell us if this reform was passed last year so that, you know, because everybody else, as you note, is, is getting better and making yes, changes. But if we just compare it to this, this year, if we had passed this plan, where would we rank? So currently, Louisiana is the 39th. Uh, worst state or best state, however you want to look at that. We're at the bottom, toward the bottom of that list. This plan would move us to 17th on their tax wow, foundation. that's a big move. That's a big yeah, move. That ain't a, that ain't a step, that in, the ain't right a step in the right direction. That is real significant change. And, and look, I'm all for it. We can go in. We, look, this budget has grown, as you know, from $28 billion eight years ago to $50 billion. Yeah. 
It's absurd. If we had controlled spending based on population and inflation just in the last eight years, we could have almost eliminated the income tax already. You know, we're talking about... Not with this governor. Well, <laughs> just from a policy perspective. You know, and, and, I agree. And so, I, look, we want to do this... You know, Dan, you make a good point because I've been saying, I've been on air 30 years. I said, if they'd have listened to me 30 years ago, we wouldn't be in this That's position. Right. So when you say something like that, you've been around a while. You've been trying to get some of this stuff done, but we don't do it, so we don't ever know. The other thing we do, and I'm going to ask you about this too, one of the problems, i got a good friend of mine in Monroe, and he's explained this to me. He's older than me, and he's wiser. I might not take much, I know. <laughs> but he said the problem we got in Louisiana is we changed the rules. We yep. changed the rules. We changed the rules. We changed the rules. Even when we changed the rule, we changed the rule on the changed rule. So how do we get something like this in place where they can't touch it? Because right. somebody comes along, and we're having problems with money, the first thing they do is going to stop progress. Oh, absolutely. So how do you how do you get this done? Is this something? Is this a constitutional move we got to make? How do we get that done? So it starts if you remember we go go in the wayback machine for a minute. In 2020, the legislature passed. Uh, 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 a brought this, and the legislature passed a real expenditure limit that would have done what we're talking about. Um, the voters. This was you know COVID year. There was no chance to. Sure. We, we talked about it on air, but you know to get around and stump for these ideas. So. It was uh, the voters did not approve this constitutional amendment. Again, if we had passed that in 2020, we would be in a much was better that the position. One on the sales tax and, and no, this was the this was an expenditure limit, so it would have constrained the growth. I got of spending. no, no, yeah. I get it, I get it. Um, and these are all really wonky things, right? Like mo- most people are not driving around their cars right now thinking about, oh well, if we constrain the state budget, <laughs> you know, this is this is like you know wonky it's think like tanky nobody stuff. Nobody is. <laughs> That's right. But I'll tell you this: the other the other piece that we're releasing today, and we can dive into all of this, but is a is a poll. We wanted to know: are these ideas popular with voters, right? Because what we've talked about, the only way to beat the special interest, the only way to take on the status quo that doesn't want anything to change, is for voters to stand up and say, this is a mandate. We have to, no matter who wins, regardless of who wins, on legislative races, on the governor's race, if these are the issues on which they're elected, that's how we turn this tide. So here's the good news. We asked questions about tax reform, phasing out the income tax. We asked about controlling growth and spending. Um, By uh, 58% of voters, only 20% oppose. 58% of voters support phasing out the personal income tax, and even even better news, maybe. So we do have twenty percent crazy. That's right. Well, you know, <laughs> you not everyone can be. Everybody, but get rid of income tax. Like, hey, I get to spend my money the way I want to spend it. It's that, that absolutely. Um, it, you know, the other the other good news of this: sixty six percent want to control state spending. So this is an issue again. When we've polled this in the past, yeah, you get a majority because people like the idea of fiscal responsibility. But you get a lot of unsure. Right in this one, because again, people aren't thinking about spending; they think about taxes. But sixty-six percent. So, if there's a silver lining to the budget nonsense that happened this year, is that it raised the profile and people are talking about it. Only nine percent of voters oppose constraining state spending. So we look at these. I'm fighting them every day. That's the good old boy network. Those guys, they only want to keep spending. uh, No doubt about it. No doubt about it. And look, the the lobbyists and special interests and local governments that are coming and and knocking on their doors, you know, this is about changing the incentives of of that building there, right? Our, our, our local government officials who we like and yeah. uh, often respect and work with, but they're, they're part of the problem in this case because they're beating down the doors of our legislators saying, no, 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 you got to bring home the bacon, right? This is, this is why this whole system has to be transformed. This is why we, we can't just take a step in the right direction now. Yeah. This is the election to say we're going to turn Somebody around. made a good point to me. He said, it's amazing, though. 
your, your plan is seven years, and I get it. I understand. But he said, boy, when they put taxes on you, they don't phase them in. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Isn't that the they start hitting you the day of, you know, or in a few months. But they start hitting you with taxes. And, they never – and by the way, when we get those taxes, they never want to let them go. Oh, that's yeah. why there's uncertainty with the income taxes. Not because it's not what you're saying. It's not the best way. It's because people go, oh, hold up, how does that affect me? And they don't really look into yep. – it really is going to affect you in a positive way. Let me hold Daniel Erspalmer, Pelican Institute. Got a long way to go. He'll be with me for the first hour. Liz Morrell will join us late in the program as well. You're listening to the Moon Graffon Show. The Louisiana Republican Party endorsed Liz Morrell for Attorney General. That's no surprise. Liz is one of us. An eighth-generation Louisianan, LSU Tiger, wife and mom with a concealed carry permit. She's Louisiana Solicitor General. That means when Louisiana goes to court, we send Liz Merle to fight for us. Liz has defeated Joe Biden's lawyers time and again. When Biden came after our oil and gas jobs, Liz stopped them. She fought for the unborn at the U.S. Supreme Court. During COVID, Liz stood for freedom. When a pastor was arrested for holding church service, Liz defended our rights to worship. She stood up for us, protected our freedoms, and she keeps criminals where they belong, in jail. Liz is our fighter. She will work nonstop to keep Louisiana safe and free. For Attorney General, vote Liz Merle, Louisiana's fighter. Paid for by Safe and Free Louisiana, not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. 70% of prison inmates read at a fourth grade level or below. We can't cut crime without fixing our schools. Participation in early childhood education reduces criminal activity by 20%. Our schools are our first line of defense against crime. Bullying stops teaching and stops learning. One in five Louisiana high school students reports being bullied on school property. One out of six will skip school at least once in the next 30 days, scared for their safety. We lead the nation in percent of high school students who attempt suicide. As governor, I'll support counseling for the bully and the child being bullied. Violent repeat offenders will go to an alternative school that teaches the citizenship and character necessary to become a responsible citizen, or they'll just go to juvenile jail. Kids can't learn if we let our schools become minor league for the Department of Corrections. Hunter Lundy, governor. Paid for by Lundy for Louisiana. For your growth. Hi, y'all. Welcome back. Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607 is the number if you'd like to be part of the program. Matthew James, Tax and Wealth Management Highline. Hey, you look for somebody to help you plan your future. Plan your retirement. There's more to it than just saying, hey, we made you a bunch of money. If you find the right person like MatthewJames.com, MatthewJames.com, check out John Blanchard. He's not only going to help you plan for the future, he's going to take inflation, and he's going to take Social Security, he's going to take everything in play. He also is very good with the tax code. So he gets an idea when it, that tax code, is some people don't know, changes all the time. So why not find somebody who's looking at the big picture, not just the end results, the big picture for you? Because you can make a lot of money. Put a lot of money back and say, boy, I'm home free. And you find out how much taxes you got to pay. This is what John Blanchard does. MatthewJames.com. MatthewJames.com. Daniel Erspalmer, my spe- special guest with the Pelican Institute. So, 
This is this whole thing is about tax reform. That's right. Okay. Do do you in your plan? Uh, you, you mentioned the local governments. Mm. The state takes all the money, then the locals go beg for it. Yeah. Is there anything in that where the state can get back some sales taxes and do what they want to do? It, it, it's, I'm just curious what, yeah. what's in that. Yeah, so a couple of places we address that. The first and, and maybe the, the most punishing piece of this is on the inventory tax, right? Sure. So right now, the, Local, <laughs> the locals, get the locals collect the inventory tax, sure. but... But this is just really, in function, a direct subsidy to local government because what happens is the state then refunds a portion of that to the businesses who pay it. Now, it's kind of the worst of all worlds because it's a bad tax, particularly punishing tax um, on inventory. So you're paying it whether you make a profit or not. It's 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 based on the inventory you have on. It's a property tax, sure, right? Sure. Um, and then, in, but instead of trying to get rid of that, which is in the Constitution, right? So we got another constitutional problem here. We said, okay, we'll we'll just do a credit. So we'll have state taxpayers foot the bill to reimburse businesses who are paying for local government. And and then they don't actually get the rebate until late. You know, there's timing issues when they get the rebate. So it doesn't really work in the way, especially for a small to mid-sized business, the way it ought to work. It's just, it's a terrible tax. And it's it's like we've taken, this is the history of Louisiana tax policy. We took something bad and we tried to fix it and made it, Worse. worse. Yeah. <laughs> so this is, you know, this is a, a lot of but money. But the local governments say, I need that money. That's right. So what, what do you do there? So what we say is, you know, and this is this is sort of a, a separate but related part of this debate, is we should give local voters. I want to be clear about this. we got to be careful just giving local elected officials, but local voters the ability to, to decide the, the level of taxes they're willing to pay for the services that they're going to get. And so we well, believe, yeah, I, and I agree 100. Yeah, that's we, right we, on the money. We've got to take away the the handcuffs that the state gives. Can I just throw something at you? Yeah, and I've always said this: What if you just took one cent sales tax from the state and said we're going to give it back to the local governments? I bet you that would make up more than the inventory tax. I may be wrong. Yeah, I may be wrong. One and a half percent, and let the local governments fend for themselves. Yeah, and and look, I, I know this is a you know sort of third rail of Louisiana politics, but giving local voters the ability to decide on their own homestead exemption. Yeah, um, you know, again, I, I know this is sacrosanct uh, for, uh, but 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 this is a, we have the largest homestead exemption in the country. Oh, no, we don't now. Well, we're about that's right. They're, they're, they're coming <laughs> Texas at us. Is about to go hundred thousand. And look, it's just it's a bad way to to do property tax, right? We we I don't want to raise property tax. Let me be very clear about that. Right, but but local voters should be able to decide what how their property is taxed when that money is going. Well, to they, local you government. have more control. Local. That's right. And, 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 and if, look, the, if the elected officials don't do the job, vote them out. I mean, tell me, vote them out if they're bad. It's not because they're bad people, but they may be bad policy people. And look, voters are are pretty smart in these. Look around the state. Even just recently in Livingston Parish, the school board brought a new millage to to voters, and they said, "No, I think we're giving you enough money." In in other places, voters have said, "Yeah, okay, you know." What, I think what Livingston, Livingston Parish said, "No, that's right, no, not going to do it, no." And and so it it is far more accountable. Those decisions are far more accountable than what's happening now, which is the parishes and the cities come beg their legislators. And and look, during this budget fight, I heard from legislators who said, "We are getting our you know, our, our you know behinds chewed out because." They want this money. And if we're going to stop, if we're not going to vote to give them this money, they're going to run people against us. I mean, the threats were just unbelievable. That's what they're doing in the legislature right now. That's right. They're going after good people in the legislature with people that don't belong in the legislature. They go find a coach who's a good guy. But then the, the bad players behind him, 
And that's what they do in a legislature, and they do it locally as well. Yeah. You're not going to do what we want money-wise, then we're going to get you out of that's it. That's right. And so we've got to change that. We've got to put that in the hands of voters and local-level officials so we're not— I was just kind of curious how that would work yeah. because you were talking about that, and I thought, what can we do to help the local people yeah. without having to go back to Baton Rouge and beg? That's right. And, and, and you know, similarly, streamlining that sales tax collection and really getting that simplified and more worked out— Look, we want lower rates with fewer exemptions. We want more, less complexity with more simplification. So it's easier for taxpayers and collectors and businesses. All, predictability and simplicity, that's what we want with the tax code. Yeah, no doubt. His name is Daniel Erspoman. Daniel, uh, Pelican Institute, they can go read this now. That's right. It's up. First article on the website. Where, where did it go? Pelicanpolicy.org. If you're on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, wherever you are, look for us, Pelican Institute. There and and th- look, this is a thirty-six page plan. There's a two-page summary. Don't have worry. you work with elected officials yet on this? We have. We've started talking to elected officials. Um, th- there's an interest, a, a, as the voter poll might suggest. There's a real interest in doing this. The big question has been how. This is. Does our, it have to be led by the governor? It 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 really. I'm asking. It would be great. Um, you know, and I think I think the all of the gubernatorial candidates, at least the Republican ones, and and yeah, I think yeah, Hunter Lundy have all yeah, talked yeah. about this. Yeah, not all, but that's I get right. What you're saying many of them. We'll yeah. put it that way. All right, we're um, gonna take a break. Danny's gonna stay with me to the top of the hour. We got a lot of questions. Got a poll out. We're gonna talk about all that. We'll take a break. You're listening to the Moon Reform Show. You want? Our jobs, our kids, our values are worth fighting for. This is Jeff Landry. That's why, as Attorney General, a police officer, and Sheriff's Deputy, I help take criminals off our streets. As Governor, I will work to keep them out of our neighborhoods. It's why, as a Parish Economic Development Director and as a small business owner, I help to create hundreds of jobs for Louisiana. Our state deserves a great economy. As governor, I will cut the red tape that's harming our business owners. As the son of a school teacher, I believe every kid deserves a great education. We must protect them from harm and from woke politics in the classroom. This is Jeff Landry. If you believe in Louisiana, I ask for your vote for governor. And join me at JeffLandry.com. Together, we can make Louisiana great. Paid for by Landry for Louisiana. A convicted pedophile in Lake Charles was about to get released. The district attorney asked Solicitor General Liz Merle for help, and she delivered. That's Merle. In over 200 cases, she's helped DAs across Louisiana keep violent criminals behind bars. As our next attorney general, Liz Merle will make fighting crime priority one, two, and three. Conservative warrior, endorsed by law enforcement. The most qualified, Liz Merle for Attorney General. Paid for by Liz Merle for Attorney General. I'm Mike Francis, and I'm running for Secretary of State. I'm going to work as hard for you as I did with the great people that helped me build a leading energy business. We worked together as a team, and we got the job done. In Louisiana, we don't run from the challenges in front of us. We roll up our sleeves, and we get the job done. I believe in you, and together, we can move Louisiana forward. Vote for Mike Francis for Secretary of State. Paid for by friends of Mike Francis. By texting 64. This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com.
Hi, hello, welcome back. Microphone Show, great to have you with us. 844-766-6607 is the number. Hey, if you haven't checked out Superior Grill, you don't know what you're missing. missing. Superior Grill, Daniel's shaking his head because he knows what I'm talking about. They got a great location, St. Charles Avenue in New Orleans, Government Street and Highland Road in Baton Rouge, and, of course, our friends on Line Avenue in Shreveport. Soon, Daniel, when you come, right here on College Saloon. They're building one right here in Shreveport. Lafayette. No, we – a lot of people are excited about it, but they will be because a lot of people have gone out and tried out Superior Grill and said, man, some of the best Mexican food I ever put in my, my mouth. Another thing, when you go out to eat, you like atmosphere. They got it. The food, they got it. The service, they got it. They handle big groups, small groups. They can cater. I mean, when you think about Superior Grill, I think of good food and good times. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I almost got engaged there. Oh. I felt like, well, I got, I got engaged, and that's where we went. So I felt like <laughs> I, we almost got engaged at Superior Grill. My wife likes it so much. I've been eating Superior Grill for 28 and a half years, almost 29 yeah. years. That's a, lot, that's a lot of food. That is. So hopefully he'll pay me back one. <laughs> Listen, we go just about every weekend. I've got four kids. Everyone's happy. Everyone finds something to eat there. Can't beat it. No, that's, I agree 100%. I'm not even paid to say that. Look, Daniel's not getting paid to say that. Although I told him if he didn't say that, he was getting out of you also ran some polls to we go did. along with this. Before yeah. we get to what is the what kind of polling did you do first? Yeah. So this is what what we wanted to understand again as we talked about is are these the issues voters care about and to what extent are these issues uh, affecting people's decisions on their vote? And of course we wanted to see like everybody else, you know, where, where where's the governor's race? Where where is Everybody wants to know. Everybody that. wants to know. So so here was our poll. It was done by Core Strategies. We surveyed just over 1000 people, 1023 wow. people. Um, a, a margin of error, about 3%. This was a mix of live cell phone, uh, live landline, online, and automated calls. So we we like to do a mix and a pretty big sample size. So, look, I, the, the polling industry is um, is certainly going <laughs> through some disruption now. So it's hard to know. I, I'd say uh, it's kind of tough right now. It is. But, you know, what we want to try to do is get uh, as good, a, as, as big a sample as possible to get it, the, the best set of data we can. Um, so that was that was our poll. We just this was run last week. So this is what all did you poll? So we I know polled, you polled the governor's race, but what else yep. did you poll? You gave out some numbers early on the, on the reform stuff. Yep. So do we phase it? Should we phase out the income tax? How should we control the state spending? The other thing, obviously, that the big priority coming into uh, from our Louisiana comeback agenda, you can learn more at ourlouisianacomeback.com. dot com. Uh, is and we've been we've been talking on your show about this moon is uh, education scholarship accounts this ability that uh, parents should decide money follows the kid. money follows the kid to the school there. You choice. know, I, I, I'm kind of yeah. stop that. Yeah, a lot of people are talking about it. Is it being done somewhere? Yeah, and is it being done successfully? That's right. Because before Louisiana touches it, that's the two things I want to know. They're gonna water it down. I'm, 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 I hate yeah. to say that, but that's who we've been. So people doing it, some states doing it successfully. Ten states have passed this in the last couple of years. Okay. Um, the longest uh, uh, program that not universal yet, but but just passed Florida just passed a universal program this last year. But they've been doing this program uh, for four or five years and a long history even before that of and different they like the results. programs. They love the results. And here's here here are a couple things that are really important from the Florida experiment. The first is, you know, the 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 status quo, the what I call the education swamp. Uh, what they'll tell you is this is destroying public education. Well, that was my this next is, question. Yeah. Is this really destroying public education? Is, is all the schools still there? That's right. The, the data just do not support that claim. It's crazy. And, and look, what I tell folks who say that is if your schools are as good as you tell me they are, why would anyone want to go? That You'll be great, right? If we're giving choice, if we're allowing students 
uh, and families to pick the school that best fits them. If you're providing those opportunities for everyone, great. The reality is, look, I have four kids at home. What I learned most during the pandemic about them when, when they were at home learning is they learn all learn differently. They all grew up with the same parents in the same household, the same everything. And I had one that was up at seven o'clock in the morning and he did his work. He plugged through it for two hours and then he played basketball the rest of the day. I had one I had to drag across the floor just to do her worksheets, right? So every kid learns differently. The best school in the world isn't going to work for every kid. So what we know is if we're going to save public education, if we really have a commitment to... uh, And we we need public education. We need public education. If we're going to have that, this is the only way to do it. So here's what happened in Florida. Not only did the kids who took advantage of those choices make sense. If you proactively choose to go somewhere else, those kids had better outcomes. But here's the best part. The kids who chose to stay in their traditional public school, which is still going to be the majority of kids, Mm -hmm. also had better educational outcomes. Do you know why? I, I could guess, you know. The, just kind of kills me. Yeah. If you if you know the kids that left did better, but the kids that stayed ended up doing better, it's got to be. Is it a ratio? Or not? What, what happened? So I think there's a couple of things. The first is competition works, right? We believe in free markets and free enterprise, right? We look at the options we have for computers and cars and cell phones, right? When you have competition, everybody gets better. That's just a, a fact of life, like that, right? Yeah. And so that's the same thing is true for education. Uh, So that's one reason. The second is, of course, you get specialization, even in your traditional public schools. One school, if if you can go anywhere, one school's a really excellent STEM, uh, science and technology and math. One is a great arts school, right? They've got the best marching band in the state. And, you know, all of this can work together to make sure every kid has the best opportunity. So when you inject choice, and by the way, it also drives innovation. We may have talked about this before. The, The first compulsory public education law in America was in the 1600s in Massachusetts and its objective, and this is the same law on which all of our public education systems are based today. Its objective was to prevent young women from becoming witches. Oh my God. <laughs> no, we have talked about that. You brought right. that up before. It, it, and that's how we expect to, to prepare a workforce for the 21st century. <laughs> you know, the world around us has changed dramatically. And we've got teachers that are hardworking, awesome, wonderful people that, frankly, aren't being paid nearly enough because all that money is going to overhead and administration. We've got to disrupt this system so that parents and families and kids benefit. By the way, that'll also allow us to prepare a workforce for all these new jobs that we're going to bring here by fixing the tax code. Right. That's the other piece. They got to have workers ready to ready to show up and do the job. All of this works together. And look at the states that are doing choice programs like this, doing really embracing education freedom. Florida, Iowa, Arizona, even now Arkansas. All these states are booming right now. Yeah. Um, oh, I got a deal from Arkansas the other day from a buddy of mine. Yeah. The jobs they had in one part of Arkansas is phenomenal. People don't realize. Well, I got it. I may get to it later in the program. Uh, it, it's, uh, wow, it's, that's so frustrating, but... I've never seen education reform work. Maybe I'll get to see it. I'm serious. So. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, that's it. it, it we got to do something. Different. Well, and by this, the way, and I think we got a great superintendent. I think he's been really, really a guy that's trying to do something different. In other words, make sure kids can read and write and do arithmetic. Crazy, crazy idea. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> idea. You know, I, and look, this is part of the problem: is we've gotten away from the basics. The things that we know will lead to an educated citizenry, which is important, right? And a workforce that can actually do the work. Well, it's it's awfully hard to do that if you can't read. We're eighth in the country in the amount of money we spend per student. Oh, it's, we're forty six yeah. in pay. Something's wrong with that. Uh, very wrong with that. And and here's but but it's not 
It's not raise taxes to get more pay. No. Take the money you got, start with the teacher pay first, then we'll work everything else out. Yeah, we're, we're spending $14,000 a kid. We can't pay Come our on. teachers better out of that. And, and this is a, just an excellent point to remind your listeners, next time there's a debate in the Capitol, we talk about local government coming and begging uh, yeah. in the Capitol. Teachers are employees of your local school districts. If you believe, like I do, that great teachers should not just be paid a little more, but a lot more, if we believe that teachers really ought to earn a better living so we can recruit good talent, go talk to your local school board. They're the ones who decide the pay rate for your teachers, mm-hmm. right? That's where that conversation ought to happen. That's why not it's at all the state different. Level. 64 parishes. That's right. 64 different pay scales. And that's the way it should be. I'm not arguing with yeah. that. It's a... Uh, I know, but I always said they ought to pay him $100,000 a year and get that out the way. And then we can find out what's wrong. That's right. That's where you get out. Because if you had $100,000, everybody wants to be a teacher now. Yeah. Well, just for easy math, let's imagine it's $10,000 a kid is what we're spending. Okay. Okay, let's just imagine that. And you've got 30 kids in a classroom. That's $300,000 we're spending for the kids in that classroom. Shouldn't a teacher <laughs> draw some significant portion of that? Yeah. Uh, up, up to a third? You know, I mean, the, the, the money is there. This is not a problem of we don't have enough money. No, it's the bureaucracy. It's no doubt about it because if you look at us being eighth in the country, not in the South, I think we're number one or two in the South, yep. like eighth in the country. Then why are we paying teachers like that? And I get so mad because they always bring back, they want more taxes. Everything is more taxes. Yep. And it doesn't have to be more taxes. No, that's you right. Know? And the good news is, Voters like this idea of, of education, freedom, and choice for, for lots of reasons. Everybody's Some, talking about this. That's right. That's right. And that's, that's uh, look, this, this ought to be the number one priority coming out uh, of the new legislature this, this, this next year. They gavel in in March. It's time to actually fix the Let me take a break. System. We'll come back. I got a question on that. And I want to talk a little bit about the poll because you talked about the governor's race That's as right. well. So curious to see where that poll is compared to all the other ones I've seen. All right. His name is Daniel Erz Promise, the Pelican Institute. He's the CEO of the Pelican Institute. You can check him out. Check out all the stuff we're talking about on their website. We'll take a break. You're listening to the Moon Group on Show. Folks, discover Raging Cajun, the original Cajun seasoning, and Raging Cajun Foods' delicious line of seasoned dinners. Beans, black-eyed peas, roux, Creole sauce, seasonings, rubs, and even sweet jalapeno relish and spicy pickles. Raging Cajun's authentic recipes have been secretly crafted in the heart of Acadiana for over 38 years. As for Raging Cajun at all your favorite grocery stores today, Raging Cajun, original Cajun seasoning. Folks, ask him for that Raging Cajun. I'm Brandon Trosclair, a successful businessman from Gonzales, Louisiana. Did you know that Louisiana is the only state in the country where we can't audit our elections? As your next Secretary of State, we will be held accountable and transparent to the people of Louisiana and restore trust in our elections. Let's clean up our elections, Louisiana. Go to letsgobrandon.net to learn more. I'm Brandon Trostclair, and I approve this message. Paid for by the Fleming Campaign. The race for Louisiana State Treasurer hasn't received much attention, but the choices are simple. A big spending political insider rhino who voted in the legislature to bust every spending cap that had been set. Or a leftist Democrat who has taken dead aim at the essential oil and gas jobs in Louisiana. Or... 
Dr. John Fleming, former Deputy Chief of Staff for President Trump, an outspoken conservative in Congress, successful businessman, a military veteran. Dr. Fleming's conservative credentials has earned him the endorsement of the Louisiana GOP, as well as numerous parish GOP endorsements. John Fleming's candidacy has also won the support of Congressman Mike Johnson, Clay Higgins, and even Congressman Jim Jordan. There's no doubt who the conservative Republican is in the race for Louisiana Treasurer. Dr. John Fleming, tight-fisted with our tax dollars. Dr. John Fleming, Louisiana Treasurer. Y'all listen. Joking with Daniel Earl's poem, a little bit, having a little bit of fun. 844-766-6607 is the number. <laughs> if you'd like to be part of the program, I'd, you know, uh, BG is my initial, but some people think it ought to be BS. <laughs> I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. Anyway. Hey, Daniel, uh, so let's, um, the only question I had for you, y'all busted y'all fannies. I know, because I've been watching you, okay? I've been around the Pelican Institute. I've been around. I've seen all these elected officials come and be a part of it, and all of them. Yeah. It's fairly Republicans, but you're probably some Democrats, yeah, too. Sure. And all of a sudden, though, when it comes to, uh, I call it the nut-cutting time and the vote, they seem, to, they seem to run away from what y'all talked about. And you looked at last time, last year's budget, which was obscene. Yep. You had a chance to get income taxes, a break for all that's on the income tax. We, yep. we came within $60 million of them doing something. They said, no, nah, we ain't going to do that. So how do you get people to really, they tell you they're with you. And elected officials, but when you need to vote, you see what I've been going through? That's right. We don't get enough votes. Yep. That's a problem. It's a huge problem, and it is the crux of why nothing changes, is the the status quo forces. And look, some of them are organization and, and institutions that we know and love, right? But if you've got a stake in the system the way it is now, and sometimes... That segments of the business community. Sometimes that segments of, of special interest groups Correct. that have an issue that they care a lot about. If your interest is keeping some part of the system the way it is now, you're going to stop all progress because change in one place means change is coming. And look, if, if there's a message a new governor can send to every person in that capital, every person in the, you know, in that status quo is change is coming. Now, we can debate what that change is and how it looks, but we are 100 years into the Huey Long experiment. You guys are working too hard to get these people all to agree, except when it comes down to vote. I mean, y'all were against them breaking the cap. Yeah. And listen, they spent every penny. I had a buddy of mine the other day tell me, I ran into some of your buddies that you give all these nicknames for. They said, <laughs> he said they all say I'm wrong. We, need, we had to spend that money. Mm. We had to spend money. Did you ever go home and have to spend money, basically? No. Yeah, you got to eat, get that. But if you're sitting over there with... $2,000, you go, okay, we got to spend $2,000. No, you don't. You put it in a savings account. You can invest it. That's right. You can just you can put it in a safe. You don't have to spend the money. That ain't what the legislature tells you. Nope. Uh, the poll. Yep. I know we got the governor's poll, but you wanted to mention one other thing. So, on so one other thing, and this, this I think is really encouraging. One of the questions, so we asked, you know, asked these questions. The last one before the governor's race was, how important are the issues we've just talked about to your vote this fall? When you consider a vote for the legislature, for the governor, whatever. 67% of voters 
said this is an important part of how I'm deciding. All these, all these issues that you mentioned. All these issues. Tax, uh, phasing out the income tax, universal education scholarship accounts, controlling the budget. These issues are important to voters. The reason I say that, I've been talking about the good old boy network. Yeah. They're the ones against everything you said. That's right. And that's where we get screwed at the poll because we're voting for people. Some of them are fake. Some of them are just naive, and they got the wrong people behind them. Yep. I think you got to look at that. All right, governor's poll. What so is, the governor's what is, I've poll. seen a lot of governor's poll. What is it, your show? They're all over the place, right? And, and I'll, I'll tell you, the thing that has been just astounding to me is how little movement there's been overall. The numbers have been pretty consistent within a range, for right? For a couple, three months. For, for several months. So here's our numbers. Jeff Landry leading the pack, 30%. Sean Wilson next at 18%. Hunter Lundy at 7 John Schroeder at seven, Stephen Waggispack at six, Sharon Hewitt at five, Richard Nelson at two, some other is three yeah. percent. And here's the here's the number. We are what two weeks away from early voting? No, ten the, days. Ten days now. away from early, days voting. from early voting. Twenty-one percent of voters still undecided. That's not a lot. That's that's a number, but it's not it's not a lot. Yeah. If all twenty-one percent would go for one candidate, but it'll probably break out just like it's broke out now. Unless those are the 21 percent that said, you know, I want to go with the winner. That's right. Well, so so let's look at who those, you know, who, who are those 21 okay. uh, percent who, who are undecided. 13 percent of Republican voters are undecided. 25 percent of Democrat voters and 25 percent of independent voters wow. are undecided. So you break out just a, a couple of observations from this. Um, let, you know, front runner Jeff Landry is getting 53 percent right now of Republican voters, 8 percent of Democrats and 31 percent of independents. Uh, Sean Wilson, the lead Democrat, 2% of Republicans, 40% of Democrats, and 8% of independents. Can I name the 2% of Republicans voting for Sean Wilson? <laughs> I bet I can name them all. <laughs> That's right. I ain't going to do that while you're here. I'm going to get you in trouble, but go ahead. So, the, you know, as you look at who these candidates positioning in the last couple of weeks and certainly getting ready for, for the runoff that's likely to come, it's those those. Republican uh, undecideds and independent undecideds. It's 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 interesting to me, you know. Sean Wilson is a Democrat, only pulling eight percent of independent voters, uh, where Jeff Landry's pulling thirty one percent. Hunter Lundy at nine, John Schroeder at nine. Um, you know, th- there is movement, there is room to get those independent voters here in the last couple of weeks of the campaign, and and what our numbers tell us, if we look at these issues, we break down the crosstabs, independents. By the same large margins, support things like phasing out the personal income tax, yeah. universal education choice, and and controlling the budget. There's a pathway to win here for these candidates. By the way, I don't know what Brandon is, but I'm independent. Yeah, Brandon's independent. Brandon, you independent? So we got two independents right there here. You agree with everything you said. I'm technically a no, no party. party. No, no party. No party right. independent is yeah. the same thing. Yeah, that's you're right. not you're not calling an independent party because there is an that, independent that's party. Right. No, no, no. You're saying just... they're not Republican or Democrat. That's right. Okay. So yep. see, Brandon, we got. Two out of two right here. So, and we agree with everything you said <laughs> on right. the policies. And, and look, that's the message we want. If you're running for office and listening right now, these are the issues you need to be talking to voters about. By the way, if you're a voter listening right now, these are the issues you should be asking your candidate about. If we're going to win this, if we're going to solve the problem, Moon, you talked about, where they say yes, 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 but then, you know, when, when the time comes, the only way to I'll counteract— I'll be honest with you, I, and it sounds ugly to some people, but it's not. The people that are ones that are yes, 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 and voting wrong happen to be a lot of them Republicans. I, I, I mean, I'm just being blunt. Am I wrong? No. I, no, I don't it think the are. Democrats. I know where they stand. It's these Republicans. There's a percentage of them that won't change the state. I'm fighting them now in all these races around the state. They don't want to change the state, so they got their candidate. 
that is going to go in and basically vote the system. I call them system candidates. Yep. They might be good guys. I'm not even talking about them personally. But I'm telling you, I'm looking at who's behind them. And, the, and, the, and the, all the people about them, they're system candidates. Yeah. And look, so the only way to overcome that is if voters make it clear and continue to make it clear outside of, you know, this is the problem with, with conservative voters in particular yeah. is we're busy doing other things, raising families, getting to getting to football games, yeah. uh, going to work every day. You know, this is, we don't live and breathe politics, conservative voters by and large. And so when it's time, th- this is why it's important. And I would encourage folks to get involved with the Pelican Institute or a local group that's going to keep you up to date on what's happening in the legislature because these issues that affect your pocketbook, affect your kids, affect the way our state, you know, this, this is the real problem we're trying to solve is our kids and grandkids are leaving. If we want to bring them back, this is how we fix it. And the only way we do that well, is by getting involved. Bringing them back is one thing. How about let's just stop the our migration. Yeah. We have, since 2016, when, by the way, Edwards was elected in mm. 2015, our migration has picked up tremendously. The census number, you know, in the, in the, uh, the census, which would be 2011, mm-hmm. right, to 2020, yep. okay? You go look at those 10 years, the first part of that, when General was in office, we were, we were starting to slow that down. Yep. 2016, it picked back up and it hadn't stopped. We're the third highest state in the country for out-migration, for people leaving. Yeah. We're behind California and Illinois. That is not a list we want to be on. Not at all. So uh, so when you polled on masks, everybody think we ought to have mask <laughs> mandates? I just got curious. <laughs> we didn't ask that question, but I bet you I could guess the answer. Uh, oh, no, you don't have to poll that one. You don't have to poll it for me. That's right. Anyway, give out the website again. Pelicanpolicy.org. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you get your news. Get involved. Join the conversation. Pelicanpolicy.org. His name is Daniel Erspoint. Daniel, always a pleasure. Thanks for Always good, me, man. man. You're entertaining and you're very informative. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be right back. Conservatives want to keep Nancy Landry's experience leading the Secretary of State's office. Currently the first Assistant Secretary of State, Republican Nancy Landry will be ready on day one and has a solid conservative voting record from her time in the state legislature. Our new Secretary of State must conduct the 2024 presidential elections immediately after taking office. Louisiana cannot afford someone who needs on-the-job training. Nancy Landry will be ready on day one to keep our elections safe and secure. Paid for by Nancy Landry Campaign. Exergen thermometers are fast, non-invasive, clinically accurate, and available for medical and home use. Exergen thermometers. Learn more at exergen.com. News Talk, 96.5, KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station, broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. It's Republicans versus the Attorney General. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. Americans believe that today in our country, there is unequal application of the law. They believe that because there is. Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan at the start of the hearing probing what Republicans call a weaponization of the government against them. The Attorney General countered. Our job is not to do what is politically convenient. Our job is not to take orders from the president, from Congress, or from anyone else about who or what 
to criminally investigate. Republicans who have an impeachment inquiry into President Biden's alleged role in his son's overseas business dealings that Democrats call baseless are focused on the Hunter Biden tax probe. Congressman Mike Johnson just asked A.G. Garland. Whistleblowers uh, gave us testimony about serious misconduct at the Justice Department in regards to the preferential treatment afforded Hunter Biden. Has your office requested an investigation into that? There are well-known processes for how whistleblowers make their claims. I am a strong proponent of whistleblowers and a strong defender. A Biden tax evasion plea deal fell apart in July. Last week, the president's son was indicted on felony gun charges. Also at the hearing, Democratic Congressman Jerry Nadler said... It's no secret that some of my colleagues across the aisle have threatened to shut down the government unless and until the FBI and the Department of Justice are defunded. Now, House Republicans keep trying to work out short-term government funding through October. It's not September 30th. The game is not over, so we continue to work through it. But some of Speaker Kevin McCarthy's fellow House Republicans oppose short-term funding, pushing for a full budget with big spending cuts. The new Fox News power rankings are out on the 2024 White House race. Former President Trump, of course, on top among Republicans. Ron DeSantis is second, but Vivek Ramaswamy moves up to third. Nikki Haley rises to fourth, while Tim Scott falls from three to five. A week before the second debate on Fox Business and Fox Radio, the former president will be a no-show. America's listening to Fox News. Greetings, Sebastian Gorka here. For years, I've mentioned how much Relief Factor has helped the pain in my lower back. Gary from Ohio shared his experience, too. He writes, I tried Relief Factor due to its botanical ingredients to reduce pain in my shoulder, knee, and lower back. After just a few weeks, the knee pain was completely gone, and the shoulder and back pain were reduced quite a bit. I can now exercise much more comfortably and practically pain-free. Thank you, Relief Factor. After trying Relief Factor, over half a million people have gone on to order more so it looks like a lot of people are thanking relief factor three weeks from now you could be doing the things you enjoy doing your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start at the reduced price of 19.95 go to relieffactor.com or call 800 for relief that's relieffactor.com or call 800 the number for relief feel the difference with relief factor relieffactor.com it's time to win cash. Get your KPL News apps ready because here's your chance to win up to $30,000. Just enter the following code into your KPL News app where it says win cash and make sure you listen for more codes throughout the day because the more codes you enter, the better your chances. Here is your next code. Your code for this hour is 383. That's 383. Hey everybody, it's Joe Cunningham and I want you to join me for my show, The Joe Cunningham Show, at its new time every weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. right here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. <laughs>
Hi, hello. Welcome back. Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607 is the number. If you'd like to be part of the program, Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Hotline, if you want to be part of the Moon Graffon Show, it's your opportunity to be a voice. I got some breaking news. I'll get to that in just a second if you hadn't heard. I do want to mention J&J Exterminator because J&J Exterminator is my exterminator. It should be yours. Doesn't matter if you're a commercial business or you're a, or you just your residential area. J&J Exterminator, folks. That's all you need to know. They're the largest independent exterminator in the whole state of Louisiana. They cover every inch of the state. Uh, Bobby John and them have been doing this for so long. They move with the time and they've grown their business. And the reason they've grown is because they do it and they do it right. And they want to know if you got a problem. They want to fix it. They want to help you out. J&J Exterminator. All you got to do is put them, Google them up, as I like to say, and find out in your area how J&J can come help you Help you in your home. You, I mean, if you're building, if you're selling, building a house, whatever you got to have termite inspections. They do all that. So, hey, you're in good hands with J and J Exterminate. I promise you. All right, breaking news. Now, I got I got to preface this, Brandon. This is Greg Hilburn. So this could be the biggest lie I've ever heard. Louisiana governor's field shrinks as Richard Nelson drops out. He endorses Jeff Landry. Now, remember. Richard Nelson lives down in the same area as John Schroeder and Sharon Hewitt. So the breaking news is Richard Nelson, okay, has broke out and said, I'm out of the race. And he is now endorsed Jeff Landry. Uh, this is just breaking, uh, ten, just broke, 10 one According to what I'm seeing is they just they he just did this. So Nelson's out. I, I I'm 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 not I'm not really surprised. I mean, Richard, like I said, young guy, young guy, smart guy, <clears throat> didn't want to stand as a legislator, had some great ideas. Uh M. Dawson Landry, uh, you know, I'm not shocked, but I'm just I'm surprised a little bit. I didn't know if I, I I would think that he would just dropped out and just went on home. But, uh, you know, he has endorsed Jeff Landry. So, Richard, I think the poll just showed Richard was hanging about 1% or 2%. I think a lot of people liked him. I know people thought he was really smart. <clears throat> he comes across as a very, very smart guy because I think he is a sharp guy. Uh, I think he would like to stay around in uh, some position. And, uh, you know, maybe he will. Who knows? You know, but anyway, that's the breaking news. Richard Nelson, Richard was considered one of the top seven. Now it's down to six. Will anybody else get out of the race? I'm not saying they should. I'm just asking, will anybody else get out of the race? It's going to be interesting. You know, I did have somebody told me the other day that they thought if Pothole got out of the race, it would make it interesting. But I think... Uh, I, I would think Wilson's in for the long haul. I would think he's in for the long haul. But, man, we down to voting in 10 days. And, I, and by the way, I don't have it in front of me. I'm taking it that they can still get Nelson off the ballot. But I don't really know if they can really get Nelson off the ballot this late. I'd have to have somebody, Kyle Ondwan, somebody at the register's office, maybe they can let us know <clears throat> if – he can still be on the ballot because, like I said, 
The mail-out ballots have already gone out to senior citizens and people like that. But the early voting is going to start in 10 days. So, I mean, I want to call Richard, see, see what he did, what he's, what he's doing, uh, why he got out. Be interested to see what, what he's thinking. Uh, okay. According to the experts, <clears throat> Richard will still be on the ballot, but this, his votes won't count. And this is important to remember. If Richard Nelson's name's on a ballot and you vote for Nelson, your vote will not count for that one vote. It'll count everywhere else. So Richard's name. And I thought his name, I thought it was kind of late. I mean, all this stuff's set for the election. When you got people that are running for office that's already set for the election, it's hard to remove that. It's really hard to remove it. So at this case, Richard's name stays on the ballot. You walk in a, in, a, in a polling place and you put Richard Nelson down, you will not have a vote for the governor's race. It will not be counted because he is withdrawn probably with enough time, and that's why they're doing it. But anyway, that's the breaking news. Richard Nelson out. All right, 844-766-6607, Matthew James, Tax and Wealth Management Hotline. One of the things that uh, we've been talking about the last few weeks that I want to bring back up, Everybody that has a policy everybody that's a policy holder for Blue Cross Blue Shield is that they are getting ready to be sold. But the, the all of a sudden the lawmakers are now gonna have a meeting on this and that you can comment on it. I, you know, I don't have a choice. I have to buy Blue Cross Blue Shield because of the way I'm set up. Just the way it is. So I don't even have any competition when it comes to health care. And I'm not cutting Blue Cross Blue Shield. Uh, most people like Blue Cross Blue Shield. Most people like what they do. But the sale of it bothers a lot of people. It bothers me. And one of the things that's, you know, as I look at this, and people can get mad at me for making the comments, and that's fine. I'm, a lot of people get mad at me anyway. Don, Jim Donlin decided not to run for insurance commission. As we know, Tim Temple is the insurance elect commissioner starting next year. He has nothing to do with it. But the word is, Jim Donlin's making the decision. And I'm wondering if Jim Donlin's decision, part of it is I think he, he can't explain why the insurance rates are high. Okay, and, and people were going to blame him whether it was true or not, and I don't think it was true, but they were going to blame him anyway. we got so much other stuff to do. But part of it, folks, is that Donlin, if he sells this in a year or so up the road, we all look up and we all upset about it, and our rates are climbing even more. Donlin's going to get the credit for that because he's the one that has to make the decision. Everything I read, everything I know about it, Donald's getting ready to make that decision. It's on him. And what's sad about it is he doesn't have to make that decision. He ought to leave it for the next insurance commission. I know. Why you want to put that on Temple? Because I'm not sure this is the right move. 
The sad thing about it is most people are not sure this is good for Louisiana and the, and the policyholders. If it's not good for the policyholders, why is Jim Donlin going to do this? And if you may say, well, maybe it's good for the policyholders. That's not the way I read it. The other thing I know is they don't have to do it right now. Folks, they do not have to sell Blue Cross Blue Shield. And it's only about three or four going to make a bunch of money on this if they sell it. And it's already people that are very wealthy that sit on the board. Why don't Jim Donlin just pass? Hey, Jim, why don't you just pass? Just let it go. We don't know if this is good or not. I don't think anybody does. I think the company buying think it's good for them. The people that sit on this board and make, help and make the decision, I think it's good for them. But, Jim, is it good for the constituents? Because either way, this is going to fall on your head. Tim Temple could come in and go, I had nothing to do with that. Tim Temple could see it going the wrong direction and say, I was against it. Even though he ain't saying nothing. Tim Temple could come in and go, you know what? This worked out great. I'm glad he did it. So since Temple gets to be the insurance commissioner for the next four years, you know, when we talk about insurance commissions, my first thing is, who's going to jail next? If Temple's going to be the insurance commissioner, let him make the decision. Then while he's in the office, people can make a judgment on him. And that's not a cut on Tim. Donlin's going to get to make the decision right off in the sunset. He's never got to see the voters again. He has a gigantic retirement. He gets to walk away. Life is good for him. And if, you know, people get mad at him, he just go to another state. It doesn't matter. Jim Donlin is the key guy in the play, folks. Jim Donlin is the guy. Jim Donlin is the guy that doesn't need to make this decision. If you got Blue Cross Blue Shield, by the way, the whole state, state employees got Blue Cross Blue Shield, you better be calling Donlin and saying, Jim, please don't do this. Let Temple come in and do it. I'm not putting pressure on Tim. I'm not saying Tim will make the right or wrong decision. But let him at least look at the voters when we make the decision. Donlin's on the way out. I hate brother-in-law deals walking out the door and they never have to face the voters again. I'm right on this, folks. I am so right on this. Jim needs to let this go. If you did anything else, Mr. Donlin, in your career, let this go till we know more about it. Not fair to people like me and you. We'll take a break. Be right back. Insanity. Doing the same thing again and again and expecting a different result. Louisiana's education system consistently ranks at the bottom. For years, we've had the same wrong answer, throw more money at the problem. But something is happening in other states. Parents are being empowered to pick a school that fits their child's need through education scholarship accounts. Parents in other states can choose where to spend their child's education dollars. Public school, private school, charter school, homeschool. You can learn more at a school that fits.com at a school that fits.com. I'm Mike Francis, and I'm running for Secretary of State. I'm going to work as hard for you as I did with the great people that helped me build a leading energy business. We worked together as a team, and we got the job done. In Louisiana, we don't run from the challenges in front of us. We roll up our sleeves, and we get the job done. 
I believe in you, and together, we can move Louisiana forward. Vote for Mike Francis for Secretary of State. Paid for by friends of Mike Francis. The Louisiana Republican Party endorsed Liz Merle for Attorney General. That's no surprise. Liz is one of us. An eighth-generation Louisianan. LSU Tiger. Wife and mom with a concealed carry permit. She's Louisiana Solicitor General. That means when Louisiana goes to court, we send Liz Merle to fight for us. Liz has defeated Joe Biden's lawyers time and again. When Biden came after our oil and gas jobs, Liz stopped them. She fought for the unborn at the U.S. Supreme Court. During COVID, Liz stood for freedom. When a pastor was arrested for holding church service, Liz defended our rights to worship. She stood up for us, protected our freedoms, and she keeps criminals where they belong, in jail. Liz is our fighter. She will work nonstop to keep Louisiana safe and free. For Attorney General, vote Liz Merle, Louisiana's fighter. Paid for by Safe and Free Louisiana, not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. Former CIA. Welcome back, Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607 is the number. If you'd like to be part of the program, it's your opportunity to be a voice. Hey, folks, you're building a new home. You want a custom home, your dream home. Check out SchumacherHomes.com, SchumacherHomes.com. And if you're looking to start building one and you're ready to roll and you've got a plan, you need to go to Schumacher Homes. They just announced through September 30th, you can save up to $40,000 on your custom home. $40,000. Look, I built a home. I'm just telling you, ups and downs and amount of money and all that stuff you go through. How'd you like to have a company that walks you from the start to the end? Every process, every day, every week, every bit of cost that you have to adjust on. That's what Schumacher Homes is all about. $40,000, $40,000 off your custom home, your dream home. Not their dream home, your dream home. So, hey, schedule you free. It's free. No obligation. Design and pricing meeting today. By calling or visiting SchumacherHomes.com, SchumacherHomes.com. Hey, they do a great job. All right, uh, well, I've got so much to cover, and Liz Morell is going to be with us. Uh, Attorney General Jeff Landry, state lawmakers convened violent crime task force. Hey, Jeff, throw that away. <laughs> I, I, I'll be honest with you, Jeff, on this one. I'm sick of watching task force. <laughs> we got task force for this, task force for economic development, and nothing ever comes of it. We, need, we don't need task force anymore. We need, we need, I mean, there's so much stuff out there dealing with crime that you can go check out what people are doing or not doing and just go do it. We need a governor who's going to lead against crime. We do. But I, I just, I'm, I get leery of task force of any kind because nothing ever happens with it. Nothing ever comes from it. You know, remember Blueprint Louisiana? They defunct. They had all these plans, and none of them, none of them worked. None of them made, none of them. But boy, they raised a lot of money and they helped a lot of elected officials. So forget the task force. 
uh, forget when you put all these task force, there's no law behind them. If you want to do something with a task force, how about go to the criminal, the criminal justice people and the people that run the committees already and tell them to do something about it? Because what happens is, and Brandon, this happens all the time. You got a task force, and they 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 give it to the legislature. Well, the legislature doesn't move on it. So if it doesn't come through the legislature, you can't get a bill passed. It doesn't help you. I mean, poor cable. Everybody's been writing all these policies for like 50 years now. And the problem, they never come to fruition because the lawmakers got to buy into it. The lawmakers have to pass laws to make it happen. You know? You know? Somebody made a good point to me. You know, I, the thing I heard to hate the most is when somebody said we're taking a step in the right direction. And, and then we don't ever take another step. We don't even move. And that's what a task force is to me. Okay? It's a study of what? And they do this in economics, they do it on crime, they do it on everything, yet nothing ever comes of any of this stuff. I wish I had a nickel for every time they put together something on economics and crime and roads. I mean, do you really have to do experts on roads anymore? Or do you we need to spend money on the roads that we have already and fix them? Okay? And by the way, lobbies come out for a sales tax, another tax on roads. Well, I'm trying to explain this to people, okay? If you're going to put tax on roads, don't you think we ought to see where we've been spending the money the last 30 years because the roads hadn't been fixed? So if you put more money into a program that hadn't worked for 30 years and you got an $18 billion backlog and we stick more money in it, how does that help the road process over the next 10, 20 years? It doesn't because you don't know where the money's going. You know, I... If, if you were running a business like that, you'd be broke. You'd be bankrupt. So here's the plan, and it's a perfect plan. Let's do an audit of a DOTD for the last 30 years of every penny, and where did that money go to? If you $18 billion of a backlog on your roads, we got a money problem not getting into the right places. It's simple. We audit it, okay? It's not to go put people in jail or get anybody in trouble. But if we say, okay, we got 10 problems with this, and this is why money hadn't gotten the roads, you fix that first. Then when you come back and say, okay, voters, we need a tax, people would say, okay, now now we know the problem. We could put money in fixing roads and bridges and things of that nature. But to go give them another 20 cent a gallon or 10 cent a gallon, whatever they're going to ask for, it's ludicrous. I mean, I, there's just no way I'd give money. You wouldn't give money to your kid, and your kid comes back with, with nothing. You send a kid to the store, pick up seven items. You got $100. They come back with two items and no money. You're going to say, well, here's another $100? No. Well, why would you give a government entity a lot of money when they didn't show us what they did with the money we gave them with at first? So before they jump up and everybody jumps up and down and say, well, you know, we need to fix our roads. Yes. But don't you think we need to know the plan? If you have a business and you don't have a plan, I can promise you most businesses will will be gone in a year. You got to have a plan. You got to have a budget. You got to know where the money's going, what you're investing in. We don't, nobody knows that. All we know is we're $18 billion backlogging roads. We can't fix our roads and we need some more money. Doesn't make any sense. Hey, Liz Morrell, she is running. Attorney General, she's going to join us. We'll take a break. Be right back. You're listening to the Moon Graffon Show.
our jobs, our kids, our values are worth fighting for. This is Jeff Landry. That's why as attorney general, a police officer and sheriff's deputy, I help take criminals off our streets. As governor, I will work to keep them out of our neighborhoods. It's why as a parish economic development director and as a small business owner, I help to create hundreds of jobs for Louisiana. Our state deserves a great economy. As governor, I will cut the red tape that's harming our business owners. As the son of a school teacher, I believe every kid deserves a great education. We must protect them from harm and from woke politics in the classroom. This is Jeff Landry. If you believe in Louisiana, I ask for your vote for governor. And join me at JeffLandry.com. Together, we can make Louisiana great. Paid for by Landry for Louisiana. Paid for by the Fleming Campaign. The race for Louisiana State Treasurer hasn't received much attention, but the choices are simple. A big spending political insider rhino who voted in the legislature to bust every spending cap that had been set. Or a leftist Democrat who has taken dead aim at the essential oil and gas jobs in Louisiana. Or Dr. John Fleming, former deputy chief of staff for President Trump, an outspoken conservative in Congress, successful businessman, a military veteran. Dr. Fleming's conservative credentials has earned him the endorsement of the Louisiana GOP, as well as numerous parish GOP endorsements. John Fleming's candidacy has also won the support of Congressman Mike Johnson, Clay Higgins, and even Congressman Jim Jordan. There's no doubt who the conservative Republican is in the race for Louisiana Treasurer. Dr. John Fleming, tight-fisted with our tax dollars. Dr. John Fleming, Louisiana Treasurer. Attention business. This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. Welcome, Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607 is the number if you'd like to be part of the program, your opportunity to be a voice. We're joined, joined by the Solicitor General, and she is also running for Attorney General, Ms. Liz Morrell. Liz, how you doing? I'm good. How are you, man? Liz, for a big dummy, I'm hanging in there. <laughs> how about yourself? <laughs> I was like, is that my music or your music? <laughs> well, let me, let me ask a quick question now. Uh, I, and if I read it right, you just got a big endorsement from the Sheriff's Association? I did, yesterday. Well, you, uh, you, you're racking up a pretty good number of endorsements. Who, just off the record, who's all endorsed you? I mean, you've had a bunch of endorsements. Well, I mean, I had the Republican Party for the last few months and the Republican Attorney General's Association since November. And then uh, Senator Kennedy came in a couple of weeks ago. Really, really grateful for that endorsement. Um, I've had the Oil and Gas Workers Association for a long time and a whole bunch of parish 
um, Republican parish executive committees. And then, you know, the sheriffs coming in yesterday was, was really um, very grateful for that. No, no, that solidifies you as the big-time front runner. Matter of fact, I'm laughing because I just got a, a, a guy down there was saying that John Kennedy is going to endorse, uh, endorse Dodie Horton. And so I was glad to see that for Dodie because they, they're literally beating on her for no reason at all. And I'm just so yeah. frustrated watching the good old boy network beat up good conservative women. They just beat them up. And uh, I don't see that as much with your race yet, but they may be doing it behind the scenes as far as I know. Uh Liz, you know, you're running for this attorney general position uh, experience-wise, and I don't think it's close. Tell us, give us background experience because people that, you know, and I think you're going to agree with me, everybody's looking at the governor's race and and, and we forget all these other ballots, and the attorney general's race is gigantic for changing the state. Yeah, you know, I mean, I've got 30 years in practice, both in criminal and civil um areas of the law but i think more than that if people would zero in on the work that i've done they would see that you know i've spent a good half of that time fighting for our rights fighting for you know our ability to make decisions at the state and local level um you know and and just fighting for life and liberty the second amendment i mean all of the things that we care about i'm out there every day fighting those battles in the courts um, you know, it's just, it's a whole battlefield that we need somebody who's got the experience and the wisdom and the vision to know what to do with that job. Yeah. Oh, there's no doubt about it. But you don't, you don't feel like you're going to be, uh, you know, I know the attorney general, you got a little separate job and I get it, but there's a lot of things you do in for the attorney general and attorney general's office that you hit the ground kind of running because you've been there for a while. Well, no doubt. I mean, I actually know what our office does, and I don't think that's true for anybody else running for the job. You know, I mean, we see that over and over again when people ask about what can you do and and what can you do when you start from day one. And, you know, I happen to know what we actually do now. And so I think there are some opportunities for us to amplify the work we're doing through our prosecutors and help other DAs around the state. Um, get rid of the backlog of cases and, uh, move, you know, the wheels of justice move slowly, but sometimes they need to move faster when we've got a backlog of cases. We need to bust through the backlog so that people can get justice. On the criminal side, we have investigators and we need to look at where we need to expand their reach and their support around the state to help with, uh, you know, a lot of our chiefs of police and sheriffs around the state who need that support from us, uh, especially in rural areas. So, you know, I know what we can do and what we are doing now, and I know, you know, what we need to be able to respond to the needs of the public. Yeah, uh, some of your friends uh, refer to you as Wonder Woman. They <laughs> say, this girl is live wire. She's always got energy, always ready, real smart. And uh, Wonder Woman, I just got a kick out of that. I'm sorry I put it out there. You know, if, if people want to run with it, they can. Well, you know, when I was younger, they just called me hyperactive. <laughs> Well, if they'd have had, what does they call it? I, I would have had D D D D D D D if they would have put that out there when we were out there. Oh, Liz Morrell <laughs> yeah. first. A D H H H H H. Yeah, we would be we would be out there too. Liz, uh, one of the things that I want people to understand is that as an attorney general, uh, we got a crime problem. Everybody knows it. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at polls. It's one of the number one issues. Why don't you explain to people how the attorney general could help? 
in these districts, but you can't walk into any district. We got 64 parishes. You can't walk into any district and say, I'm here to help and I'm taking over. Talk about the process yeah. because there's a process. <laughs> you know, people say, well, uh, Jeff Landry didn't do this on the crime. I'm going, oh, oh you got to be asked to come in. You can't just say, okay, we're going to Lafayette Parish and we're taking over. That ain't how it works. Explain how this works so you can and help. You can help law enforcement in all these parishes. Yeah, so, I mean, on the prosecutor side, the Constitution gives primary jurisdiction in prosecutions to the local district attorney, not the attorney general. So we take cases upon a recusal. Um, if we build the case ourselves, and a lot of times the DA will say, hey, you can go prosecute that case. Um, but when we, if I were to, or any attorney general, and frankly, that's why it's never happened in the history of the attorney general's office, where the attorney general would step in and just say, I'm taking over. Um, that's just no, none of the DAs respond well to that. Um, they, you know, they are elected by the people of that district to be the prosecutor in that district. And frankly, I think that's a very, very important role. There's an accountability that is direct and to the people in that district. If they don't like what that DA is doing, then they can elect a new one. And I, I think that's really important part of accountability in the election system. Now, I can come in and help. And that's one of the things that I want to do is set up team of prosecutors so they can come in and help break backlogs and assist the DAs where they need assistance. If they're resistant to that assistance, then the voters need to know that. But, yeah. you know, I, I don't I don't think that it's helpful for the attorney general. It's never been helpful for the attorney general to come into somebody else's district where they got elected. And I think you also have to remember that we don't just prosecute those cases. We can't take them to Baton Rouge. We prosecute them in the local jurisdiction. So, you know, if we come in, if any attorney general came in and was, you know, just, hey, I'm here to help and I'm taking over, yeah. the judges, the jury, everybody is going to be like, you know what, that's my brother. I mean, you can, yeah. I can beat up on my brother, but you can't beat up on my brother. They close ranks and they say, you're in my, you're in my town, you're in my district, you're in my parish. And, um, you know, they will not necessarily respond well to that i think we've got to find ways to help where our help is going to be well received and on the, the investigation side i think we just need to support law enforcement and expand our reach in ways that they can't get to right now like in cyber crime and, and financial crimes and other complex crimes that cross jurisdictions and things like that where we've got statewide jurisdiction and we can help yeah and, and liz the, the reason i wanted you to explain that is because of all the backlash and you see in the media, somebody taking a shot of you, the attorney general, that what you're telling me, and, I'm, and I think I'm hearing you correctly, you want to help them. You don't want to take them over. You don't want to run them out. You want to help them. If they choose not to get the help and you know, hey, we went to the city of whatever, and they said, no, we're not going to help you. That's not us. We tried to help. You, gotta, you guys have to talk to your district attorney. That's when the voters have to speak to the district attorney themselves. And like I said, vote them in, vote them out, whatever they need to do. Yeah, I mean, we don't, the Constitution sets that limit on uh, on our office. Not, you know, it's not something that's been chosen um, and just implemented as a policy. The Constitution says that the district attorney is the primary prosecutor in a district elected by the people and the attorney general receives cases 
um, I can we can intervene and supersede only for cause as decided by a judge in that that jurisdiction. So, you know, there are some significant limits on your ability to just go in, but it's also how people will receive you if you do. So I think going in with an, with with offers of help that will, you know, ensure that victims are getting justice and getting it swiftly. Um, certainly, if there's a backlog, that's a that's low hanging fruit. That's yeah. somewhere where we can go in immediately yeah. and help. Let me let me yeah. take a break, Liz. You got a few more minutes. Yeah. Okay, Liz yeah. Morrell. She is Solicitor General. She wants to be the next Attorney General. She needs to be the next Attorney General. We'll take a break. Be right back. You're listening to the Moon Report Show. I-10 brings the border crisis to our backyard, delivering human trafficking, fentanyl, and warring cartels. Since Biden can't secure the border, Liz Merle will secure Louisiana as our next attorney general. She successfully fought and delayed the Biden administration's border policies and stopped the revolving door justice system. It's why DAs across the state and the Republican Attorneys General Association have endorsed Liz Merle. Trusted, conservative leadership. Liz Merle for attorney general. Paid for by Liz Merle for attorney general. 70% of prison inmates read at a fourth grade level or below. We can't cut crime without fixing our schools. Participation in early childhood education reduces criminal activity by 20%. Our schools are our first line of defense against crime. Bullying stops teaching and stops learning. One in five Louisiana high school students reports being bullied on school property. One out of six will skip school at least once in the next 30 days, scared for their safety. We lead the nation in percent of high school students who attempt suicide. As governor, I'll support counseling for the bully and the child being bullied. Violent repeat offenders will go to an alternative school that teaches the citizenship and character necessary to become a responsible citizen, or they'll just go to juvenile jail. Kids can't learn if we let our schools become minor league for the Department of Corrections. Hunter Lundy, governor. Paid for by Lundy for Louisiana. I'm Brandon Trostclair, a successful businessman from Gonzales, Louisiana. Did you know that Louisiana is the only state in the country where we can't audit our elections? As your next Secretary of State, we will be held accountable and transparent to the people of Louisiana and restore trust in our elections. Let's clean up our elections, Louisiana. Go to letsgobrandon.net to learn more. I'm Brandon Trostclair, and I approve this message. Microphone show is Matthew James hotline tax and wealth management hotline. Before we get back to Liz Morrell, who needs to be the next attorney general, she, she is a solicitor general. I want to mention my good friends at DinoHardwoods.com. Look, Charles Altman, they've been having his business running up since 2004. They do an excellent, excellent job. 
So you need to go to that website. Start that, DinoHardwoods.com, okay? They got Broussard, Shreveport, right here in the great state of Louisiana, but he's expanded to Tyler, and I don't blame him. He's expanded. So he's a company that's been expanding. He's got good state employees. But if you go look at their products, you look at any hardwood, lumber, cypress, domestic, looking for some imported exotic, you need to start with him. I know a lot of people don't carry this stuff. That's what makes him unique. He carries things that are, some people will not carry a touch. That's what made their name. DinoHardwoods.com. They can deliver cabinet hardware, uh, custom hardware, molding, sheet uh, goods, plywood, hardwood decking. They got it all. Flooring, they do it. So why go anywhere else? Why not give them a shot? Hey, this is a great Louisiana story. That's what this is. A guy had a dream to start a business. He did, and he's been very successful. Hey, that's the kind of businesses you want to do business with. Great Louisiana companies and great Louisiana people. DinoHardwoods.com, DinoHardwoods.com. Liz Morrell, my the solicitor general for the great state of Louisiana. Liz, uh, I, you know, we're going to have a new governor. Thank the Lord Jesus. <laughs> That's my comment, not yours. Uh, but y'all, y'all went through some trying times. I know COVID was trying for everybody. But just looking forward, if you're the attorney general, are there some things that, that and maybe you can't tell me anything. Maybe you can't. Are there some things that you're looking at or some things to focus on or things you're concerned about? Just concerned about that the federal government's coming in because it looks like they want to take over every part of our lives. Yeah, I mean, I do have great concerns about that. And, uh, you know, we already kind of talked about crime. I think crime is is really at the forefront of everybody's minds. And that's the first thing we need to tackle because people can't address other issues in their life if they don't feel safe. And so we need to address that um, immediately. But, you know, this the attack by the federal government on every aspect of our life and invading every aspect of our life has been, you know, very, very evident since the beginning of this administration. And it's gotten so much worse. And so I do a lot of monitoring of that now and then bring in lawsuits to fight it. We, but but it's like sticking your finger in a dike that's spurting holes, you know, or a levee, I would say here, you know, that's just bust, bursting holes every five minutes. I mean, the government is uh, committed to some of these very, very bad policies, and they, they are using the entire power of the federal government to try and implement them. So we're just not running out of, you know, it's not going to slow down. Sure. Yeah, I'm, that's the problem, and it's something that you're going to have to deal with uh, yeah. on an ongoing basis because the federal government with, with this regime in there, it seems like to be 100%. I mean, you know, Liz, I don't even know if you can touch this, but like illegals, we're watching pour through the borders. Well, uh, I know that's happening here. I don't know what an attorney general can do about it, but it's frustrating. I want legal Look, people. We're trying now, man. I mean, we have a lawsuit pending right now against the president's asylum rule, which, you know, basically lets people in with a piece of paper and checking a couple of boxes and then tries yeah. to prevent any any second guessing from that three second decision that was made when they were pouring across the border. We have we have that pending now in front of a federal judge in Lafayette. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think one of the things that's very frustrating is that the 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 governor has supervision and control over all these cabinet agencies like mm -hmm. ldh sure, and sure. you know not doe as much because that's 
under other people's purview, but we need to collect more data. One of the very first things that I will ask the governor to do is, is sign an executive order on day one that directs every agency in government to collect the data that shows how much this is costing us in public safety and public services. And, you know, we need to monitor that and we need to track it for a lot of reasons. One, you know, the, the most obvious of which is so that all our people know exactly how much this is burdening their, their pocketbooks, but also so that I can go to court and I can fight these fights and have the cooperation of our agencies to be able to show what a burden it is placing on us. Yeah, it's, well, I'm just glad you're in a fight. You know, when I pick up an article, Liz, like I did, you know, going through my work, I read a lot. Illegal immigrant from Peru charged with murder in Texas ended U.S. months ago. That's on Joe Biden. That's on the Democrat Party. That's on the people right. that are allowing this. Now, y'all come along and y'all trying to fight it and they make it sound like y'all the bad guys. Y'all are doing what, and I'll go back to Trump, he did it. Uh, he was trying to, but you just can't let people pour into your state and country and say, okay, we're going to take care of them. When I see a murder like this, I mean, come on. This this happened because of our policy. And I know you didn't right. set them and you're fighting them, but we need to keep fighting them. I went the other day, I got a biscuit. They had a young lady working from behind. She was looked like a foreigner. Nothing wrong with that. I said, I'll take a biscuit, put some uh, bacon on it. She couldn't understand me. And I thought, you know, maybe she's here legally. I don't know that. I thought, come on now, we got. I can't communicate what I want to eat because the lady can't understand me. And I just, it hit me then. Man, this has happened in Louisiana too. Illegals. I'm not talking about people on a visa or work, whatever, but illegal. And it just frustrates me. I read the article, somebody died. I wouldn't want my family to be killed, me or my family members to be killed or friends because somebody was here illegally. Well, and, you know, we've, I think that. We are starting to see some of the Democrat-run cities, like in New York, mm-hmm. for example, um, beg for mercy because these some of these folks have been moved from the border to those cities. I mean, they, they are um, promoting these policies, but they do not bear the brunt of, of the consequences of sure. these policies. But we see them, and we are, you know, so close to the border. Yep. Texas is a border state. Yep. And and so Texas and Arizona are really facing an enormous um, impact of this. But then I-10 and I-20 run straight to us. Hey, real quick, Liz, and I appreciate you so much, and I hope people are going to vote for you. Uh, give out how to get in touch with you real quick. www.liz4la.com. Go through my website. Liz4la.com. All right, God bless, and thank you. Let's do it again soon. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah, John Kennedy, I just told him, endorsing Dodie Horton. Just letting you know, folks, Mike Johnson, John Kennedy, you got got your representative up there in that area. Stick with a great fighter in Dodie Horton. We'll take a break. Be right back.
ticket for the St. Francis Medical Center Foundation's Two Cars, Two Winners giveaway. Tickets are on sale at all Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union locations, Creed and Creed, Sparks Nissan Kia, Van Toyota, and St. Francis Medical Center's Gift Shop and Community Health Center. Buy your ticket online at stfran.com slash cars by noon September 8th, and you can win $5,000 in the Creed and Creed Early Bird Drawing. $50 gets you a chance to win a new Toyota 4Runner SR5 Premium or a Nissan Titan Pro 4X. Plus, you could also win $5,000 from Creed and Creed. Don't wait. Get your ticket today and qualify for your chance to win $5,000 extra from Creed and Creed. Drawing for the new 2023 Toyota 4Runner or Nissan Titan truck will be October 24th, so don't wait to buy your tickets. Get them today and support St. Francis Medical Center's women's, children's, and critical care services. Conservatives want to keep Nancy Landry's experience leading the Secretary of State's office. Currently the first Assistant Secretary of State, Republican Nancy Landry will be ready on day one and has a solid conservative voting record from her time in the state legislature. Our new Secretary of State must conduct the 2024 presidential elections immediately after taking office. Louisiana cannot afford someone who needs on-the-job training. Nancy Landry will be ready on day one to keep our elections safe and secure. Paid for by Nancy Landry Campaign. A show that's not immune to facts. The Dan Bongino Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. The U.S. Attorney General on the Capitol Hill Grill on Lisa Brady, Fox News. I am not the president's lawyer. I will add, I am not Congress's prosecutor. Attorney General Merrick Garland reassuring the House Judiciary Committee everyone gets equal treatment from the Justice Department. Republicans insist there's a two-tiered system. Committee Chair Jim Jordan pointing to the long-running tax probe of Hunter Biden. At some point, they made an intentional decision to say, we're going to let the statute of limitations lapse. And I want to know who decided that and why they did it. Mr. Weiss was a supervisor of the investigation at that time and at all times. He made the necessary appropriate decisions. Garland repeatedly noting that U.S. Attorney and now Special Counsel David Weiss was a Trump appointee. Jordan suggests an effort to cover up possible links between President Biden and his son's business dealings. Democrats at the hearing call claims of a two-tiered system baseless, focusing on calls to defund the FBI and threats against federal agents. We have the actual example of an attack on an FBI office uh, by somebody who was incensed by political rhetoric. This does happen. We must not allow that to happen in this country. Garland reiterating a pledge for his department to operate free from outside influence and vowing not to be intimidated. President Biden meeting with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu on the sidelines of the U.N. General Assembly. We will continue to uphold the values that both our proud democracies cherish. Netanyahu offering reassurance about Israel's commitment to democracy after President Biden's recent criticism of a controversial judicial overhaul. The U.N. Security Council holding a meeting on Ukraine with Ukraine's president attending in person for the first time since Russia's invasion last year. President Zelensky telling the council Ukraine is exercising its right to self-defense. America is listening to Fox News.
Greetings, Sebastian Gorka here. For years, I've mentioned how much Relief Factor has helped the pain in my lower back. Gary from Ohio shared his experience too. He writes, I tried Relief Factor due to its botanical ingredients to reduce pain in my shoulder, knee, and lower back. After just a few weeks, the knee pain was completely gone, and the shoulder and back pain were reduced quite a bit. I can now exercise much more comfortably and practically pain-free. Thank you, Relief Factor. After trying Relief Factor, over half a million people have gone on to order more. So it looks like a lot of people are thanking Relief Factor. Three weeks from now, you could be doing the things you enjoy doing. Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start at the reduced price of $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Feel the difference with Relief Factor. relieffactor.com. Two teens who filmed a deadly crime spree in Las Vegas last month are now in police custody. A social media video shows two teens in a stolen car in Las Vegas crashing out another vehicle August 14th before the teens set their sights on a new target, a man on a bike. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is a <laughs> Video shows the teens slamming into 64-year-old Andy Probst. Not Probst, a retired police chief from Bell, California, was killed. A cowardly act that in my 22 years of law enforcement left me personally appalled. Las Vegas Metro Deputy Police Chief Nick Faris saying it was the video the teens took that went viral that led to their arrests. Both now charged with murder. Jeff Manasso. Fox News. The British Prime Minister just announcing he will not force households to take energy efficiency measures, delaying some of his climate change commitments to roll back costs on British families. The Biden administration is telling some states they're not giving enough money to a select group of historically black colleges and universities. U.S. Education Secretary Miguel Cardona and Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack are telling the governors of 16 states to increase funding to colleges and universities that are both historically historically black and also known as land-grant schools. These institutions were either built on federal land or with proceeds from the sale of federal lands, and their academics focus on agriculture and engineering. The two cabinet secretaries say those schools in those states are not being funded adequately, and despite, in some cases, billions of dollars being spent, they don't produce outcomes on par with other institutions. Fox's Evan Brown. Two hours from now, we get the Fed's latest take on the economy and a rate hike decision. Stocks are mixed. The Dow's up 203 points, but the Nasdaq's lower. I'm Lisa Brady. This is Fox News. It's time to win cash. Get your KPL News app ready because here's your chance to win up to $30,000. Just enter the following code into your KPL News app where it says win cash and make sure you listen for more codes throughout the day because the more codes you enter, the better your chances. Here is your next code. Your code for this hour is 231. That's 231.